0: Hello, one and all, and Happy New Year. It's 2024, our third year now of broadcasting The Media Beat, and this is episode 40. I am Oliver Turnbull, your host, and we have a special episode uh, which I'll tell you about in a moment. But before that, let me introduce Maureen Kerr. Maureen is the lead partner in media for Arthur D. Little, the world's oldest management consultancy. And Claire Tavernier is our friend and commentator on the industry, all things media. Uh, She's a doer as well as a thinker as well as a talker. She's held many positions, high profile in media companies. uh, And uh, she is joining us again as usual. First, I'll say hello, Maureen.
1: Hello, Oliver, and Happy New Year to you.
0: Thank you so much. Yes, indeed. Let it be prosperous and knowledge full. Uh, Claire, Happy New Year and hello.
2: Happy New Year to you and to you, Maureen, and to everyone. And hello.
0: Indeed. Brilliant. So it's uh, 2024 and it's uh, very early, the uh, uh, first glimmerings of 2024, so what better than to use two of uh, uh, the, the most renowned commentators and my personal two favourite commentators in the media industry to make some predictions for the coming year, which we can then look back on uh, to see how well they've done. Uh, their predictions have become legendary over the months that we've been doing this podcast. People have made much money uh, out of um, investment uh, uh, hints uh, that Maureen has given them, I'm sure uh, and so let's see um, what they think is in store for 2024 looking into their respective and differently designed I'm sure crystal balls so we've got eight topics and to keep this tight we're saying two minutes per commentator per per topic. And I'm going to keep time strictly, uh, as you can imagine, um, so you get cut off at two minutes. If you go on, if you go under, that's fine. But we don't expect you to do that, uh, given your knowledge on a range of subjects. So let's begin. And we're going to start with Claire, Claire Tavernier. Uh, And Claire, your uh, specialist or one of your specialist uh, subjects is uh, and um, just to sort of set the rules, we're we're talking um, first a state of the nation. Um, where are we today? And secondly, what are your predictions for 2024? So state of the nation, followed by prediction. We're going to start with streaming and we're going to start with Claire. Your two minutes starts now.
2: Well, thank you very much, Oliver. Uh, No pressure at all to start with this. Well, 2023 was the year that streaming, and we're really defining this as video streaming, so the Netflix and Disney Plus of this world. This is the year that streaming suddenly met quite uh, roughly with reality where interest rates uh, went up and where strikes came up and when they realized that they weren't making any money, where everybody realized they weren't making any money. And we saw at the end of 2023, the beginnings of adjustments. We saw content budgets going down and we saw uh, subscription num- subscription fees going up and advertising going up. And I think my predictions for 2024 is is really lots more of that. So I think we will keep seeing more subscription we will see more and more advertising. We will see subscription with advertising. We're going to see more and more tiers and bundles and complicated things. The 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 streamers are going to start having to manage churn actively. We talked about this a little bit in our last episode that churn was becoming a huge problem. So I think we're going to see a lot of people saying, you know pay for a whole year and then you'll get a 20% discount and that sort of thing. Uh so um yeah, I think advertising will become a bigger feature we've seen. Uh, Amazon Prime has just announced that on their basic tier which you get free when you subscribe to Amazon Prime they're going to start st- selling ads on that tier. Yes, more advertising, higher subscription fees and also consolidation which I'm sure maureen will talk about because there are many, yeah, you know, too many players at the moment too much content and people are struggling to keep up and i don't know if that's two minutes i'm
0: going to stop uh that is uh, 17 18 15 40 seconds to go so that's very very good indeed that's well within the tolerance thank you claire interesting as ever maureen state of the nation and predictions for streaming you have uh, also two minutes starting from now
1: Wow, oh, it's a follow, Claire. Okay, um, so yes, yeah, state of nation, though. So I just have one number. One number is five billion, five billion dollars losses. Losses that they, the streamers made, and the city, uh, both cities of New York and uh, um, and LA, and the UK, and everywhere else said, no, no more, no more losses. Get your act together and start to focus on profitable streaming. So uh, Netflix clearly was the uh, the uh, the winner. Of 2023 in terms of being able to uh, uh, stream successfully and profitably. So, as as Claire mentioned, we'll, we're gonna, we're we're going to start see some some of these major streaming companies. Um, and those I'm referring to are outside of the tech players. So we're talking about Disney, we're talking about Paramount, we're talking about you know Warner Brothers and the like that put up their uh, uh, streaming services with their plus symbols. Uh, I think we're going to start to see. Uh, those folks either consolidating, closing uh, and shifting their uh, strategic business emphasis to uh, the core business. So um, and dis- Disney, Disney is going to be one of those major players doing that. I agree with Claire. Uh, there's going to be uh, a big emphasis on ad funded models. Uh, there's going to be even a bigger emphasis on uh, price increases and indeed bundling. So we're going to revert to bundling. That's what we're going to see going forward. Um, but also, I think with the streamers, I think this is going to be the year of the live, live events, live events underpinned possibly by sports. So they are my, my predictions. I think we're going to see uh, a different type of business approach, uh, and that is going to be underpinned by uh, what we never thought was going to happen, but I think is going to happen, and that is live events. We're going to see more live and live sports. So I'll stop there with my predictions.
0: Perfect. Five seconds to go. That is absolutely amazing, Maureen. A lot of commonality there. I love the idea of live. And that was a very solid prediction. The level of confidence in both of you was very high. So uh, (laughs) I'm very confident that that's what we're going to see in 2024. And it's great. I've got no skin in the game. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's uh, also easy to be confident when someone else is saying it as well that's that's uh that's one thing i like i can't wait for the end of uh end of the year thank you very much we're going to move on to one of my favorites now which is music uh, again claire um i think you're going to start so music state of the nation what's happening in 2024 two minutes starting now
2: music in 2023 uh, a mixed bag some really good news some of the labels- 2024 no, I know. I'm starting with the state of the nation, Oliver. The music is. Oh, blimey. <laughs> I'm going to reset your clock. I'm rubbish. <laughs>
0: you're following all the rules I'm and i'm breaking recap, them. And
2: I'm oh, that. all right music in 2023 a real mixed <laughs> bag yeah. uh As from the labels interesting new stories around ai and then the end of the year sort of dominated by bad news from well bad news uh interesting news from spotify who you know let go a, a very large chunk of their employees and restructured the business trying chase that profitability, which seems to be almost impossible to achieve with their current business model. So, Oliver, what will 2024 bring to the music industry? And I think it will bring uh, a number of things. <laughs> I think the um, streamers, label, profitability conundrum will continue. Uh, I don't think it will be solved. I think it's a really complex one. I think I said before, but I don't think uh, Spotify will get acquired because they're too big and too expensive. But I think they will become more and more vulnerable to the point where there might be questions about their sustainability. Uh, I think the smaller streamers, music streamers may well have to consolidate. We always talk about Spotify, but there are a number of others that are just much smaller. And I think the market doesn't really deal well with fragmentation at that level. Uh, AI will start to be more embedded and less of a disruptor I think we'll see AI driven music making but also things like the Spotify AI and AI DJs and AI driven music lists will start becoming much better uh, and that'll be interesting. Uh, I've read somewhere and I'm bringing it up that next year is the year that the Gen Z singers and musicians are going to come up which is terrifying for anybody who's starting to count their generation but let's say it's gen z is the new generation to come up into music and uh and live events will continue to go although i suspect ticket prices have reached an all-time high and will start to come down again but big experiential events like abba voyage or the big las vegas Sphere thing uh will continue to dominate and that's me
0: Thank you. Uh, Yes, apologies for that. You've got got your time back uh, and that's 13 (laughs) seconds left, which is perfect. Your timing uh, is absolutely magnificent. Um, So, uh, yes, congratulations. Uh, Yeah, all very interesting. Um, Thank you very much. Again, good, solid predictions. Uh, Maureen, you have uh, two minutes on the same subject. So, Maureen, on music.
1: Yes, I think it's, again, it's very difficult to follow Claire. Um, she says it always, it's wonderful, you know, and, and very articulate as well. So I saw the music industry in 2023, as, as I'm going I'm to steal someone's phrase, because I really liked it, the year of the revamp. Um, and I think this is really very much about how um, you know, Spotify in particular, but also the big labels, really sort of got into the room. I think brokered by Deezer. So as Claire was saying, you know, we always talk about Spotify, but don't forget Deezer and some of these other smaller um, uh, music uh, streaming sites, and including SoundCloud. You know, in that I put SoundCloud in that mix too. But, uh, but but Deezer, I think, has really led the way in getting everyone to seriously think about the new the, the, the a revamp to the royalty system. Um, and as we know, it's been a bane of everyone's lives over years um, with those negotiations between the streamer and the artists and the labels. So I, 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 my sense is that uh, this, this kind of um, set of discussions will continue. I think we will start to get a balancing out and an evenness, and I think maybe to the benefit of the artists. Um, I know Spotify has thrown numbers out uh, there to say that if we revamp those models, you know, we'll get I think in, to the tune of a, a billion in revenue to artists over the next five years. So. You know, big big money here. Uh, so I think that's going to be something that we will look out for in 2024. I think the biggest thing that's happening to music, and my prediction for 2024 is going to be AI, AI supporting uh, music in music creation, music composition, and music augmentation, as well as discovery. Um, you know, I think I think the first efforts of Spotify. DJ, which are not that great, but nonetheless, I'm persevering at trying to train my DJ model. But um, uh, who knows? Who knows where where that's going to go? But AI for 2024 for music, as my set of predictions. Uh, and of course, you know, I will continue this theme throughout today, and it to be live. Ooh. <laughs> i got buzzed
0: <laughs> you did you got buoyed. i thought you were going to do it i thought you were going to absolutely <laughs> nail it because you said those are my predictions and then you just Buzz. rambled on, uh, as, on as we do
2: my DJ is getting much better actually it was so bad at the beginning and i don't know i've trained it well yes. you have to keep training yours
0: or, or maybe you just got game. used to it. I, I don't see why you need a DJ. You just need the music, really, because they just say inanities. Uh, but, uh, but maybe no, I don't like better. the voice, I've, I've but the, 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 um, the, the, it's, it's the, the
2: songs they come up with. I, I like always yeah, skip the voice. That's just really annoying. But the, but the, the playlist they come up with is, yeah, is
0: better. No, that's true. Why do you need that? Yeah. No. Uh, uh, and I'm, in fact, we do work, don't we? Uh, we won't give any details, but we're doing a lot of AI in media right now, Maureen, as well. So I think your prediction is based on hard fact.
1: We are indeed. We are indeed doing a lot of work, and we could take on more work as well if we uh, if we need. You know.
0: Um, yes, oh, that's right. Yes, this uh, yeah, podcast yeah. is brought to you by the media practice in Arthur D Little. That's right. I like it. Um, yeah, we 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 definitely could. Um, the coming together of uh, the world of media and AI, it's a beautiful, uh, it's a little bit like the coming together of the Kerr family and the Turnbull family in the 14th century, Maureen, uh, just to let you know, I've discovered we're 18th cousins, uh, myself and Maureen. Uh, we better move on. Uh, so, oh, yes, sports is next. So, Maureen, yes, um, uh, sports is, is one that uh, you're going to start with. We've had a whole episode on sports, which was fascinating with Jeff, but... Over to you on your two-minute state of the nation and prediction on sports, Maureen.
1: So, state of the nation, but can I be really cheeky? And uh, we talk about sports, but can I just like weave in a bit of gaming as well? Because I've, I've, uh, I've got a, a couple of thoughts around gaming. Because I, I, I've, I also this year worked with a number of the studios who were taking gaming and converting gaming, um, an option in gaming. Uh, ideas and activities and then turning those into film and TV shows. So I I, I think that's been a really interesting move uh, and an area of content genre uh, that is uh, bringing in new audiences and that is the gamers. So that's that's one thing. The other thing that we saw was a lot of streamers getting involved in sports. So in particular, you've seen um, Amazon pick up the Diamond Sports um, uh, Company uh, and that I think is a signal And will continue, I think, into 2024, a signal for uh, local sports uh, being picked up as a lower cost option uh, for the big streamers as opposed to fighting and getting into the fray for sports rights. So I think there's going to be a really interesting uh, proposition here where you've got a lot of the streamers and in particular, I'm going to point to Netflix and Amazon, that are going to go down the route of content first, content as a genre, sports um, uh, let's say uh, areas of, this, of, of fiction or areas of uh, reality shows and then bring those into the sports arena in terms of the field and track. So I think this is going to be a really interesting year for, for sports from a streamer's perspective um, and then gaming I think, think will continue to sort of position itself for uh, attractive proposition for, uh, for, for film and TV and I'll stop there because I don't want to get buzzed again
0: (laughs) no buzzed 11 seconds to go almost perfection uh thank you so much uh yeah brilliant gaming gaming sort of like drama isn't it but it's like drama that's driven by the user rather than sport it's kind of moving from one to the other oh I don't know uh Claire it's your turn the subject is sports and you have two minutes starting now
2: sports uh in 2024 i'm going to go straight into predictions lots of really good events uh big events coming up obviously the paris olympics uh which will dominate the the agenda in the summer we have the uh new the new negotiations for rights for the nba which will be very interesting and i think an opportunity for the streamers as maureen was saying to come in and perhaps probably not take the main rights take some of the rights around that and i think we were going to see a lot more of these slicing and dicing i mean we've always seen that in sports but you know the slicing and dicing including the streamers i'm curious to see whether streamers will manage to really get into live sports at large scale from a technology perspective, because we have seen it before fall over because it, you do need a lot of bandwidth in order to stream live sports in a convincing way. It's the same problem as as with uh, cloud gaming. And then very recently at the end of 2023, we had uh, the the court decision on the European Super League, which uh, makes it, opens the way for the possibility of that league, which would be a very interesting new, step in 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 european football that i think people will be looking at very intently to understand whether that's possible whether there's a market for it uh and whether you know who who might uh, want to try to get those rights so lots of interesting things to look at for sports i realize i haven't actually given any predictions i think the nba will be Uh, will split its rights between streamers and and, uh, uh, linear broadcasters, I think the Paris Olympics will be a huge success and that France will come out of it bigger and better than ever. I hope anyway. And uh, I think that uh, the might be the year that ESL does get formed but whether it's success, I'm not quite sure yet because I don't know if there's appetite for that much more football content. That's it! I finished on the
0: buzzer! you're being buoyed. (laughs) Uh, that was good. That was very, very good. Yes, indeed. You got a bit of boinged, but it was uh, splendid. And, and good luck to our friends and cousins in Paris for 2024. They have an exemplar from 12 years ago to uh, try and follow. Uh, I hope you enjoy it and get over there, Claire, because the feeling in London 12 years ago was fantastic. I know, I was didn't there. didn't just make you proud to be British. It just made you. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say the company I worked for did the uh, computing infrastructure and I was part of the people who set up London uh, 2012 and nothing went wrong. Uh, Not in my software anyway. Uh, Marvellous. Good luck, Paris. It's going to be amazing. Hopefully I'm going to get some tickets uh, to that. So uh, that's great. Brilliant. Uh, we've covered streaming, music and sports already. Uh, we're sort of on time. I don't quite know how we've done that. I think it's with the Boeing's, uh, but that's good. So we come to something a bit more businessy now uh, and a subject that we've covered a couple of times as in um, shareholder activism, which was a term I hadn't even heard of before I started working with Maureen. Uh, Maureen's going to start. Um, you have two minutes on M&A uh, and activism. What's happening now? What's going to happen this year? Maureen, Go.
1: All right, so I'm going to have to be really speedy because I've got two topics and I've only I've only got two minutes. So, so there's been a, a lot of um, rumours and a lot of uh, move uh, afoot for media companies' uh, mergers and acquisitions. So we have on the block at the moment all three media. We have potentially Paramount. Uh, And we have a lot of sort of merger noises and activity and uh, options, which could be sort of put and buys uh, with respect to Hulu. So uh, a lot of activity. Nothing seriously sort of has uh, closed in 2023. But the prediction is that's rolling over into 2024. There's going to be a lot of activity, but... The most interesting aspect to the MA uh, landscape is there have been a couple of really interesting new entrants. So you have Redbird, uh, which is an interesting um, um, sort of private equity uh, company, entered the fray, uh, and you've also got Skydance. So we're going to see some different sort of owners and ownership of media companies. Let's move quickly into activism, because I know I'm short of time. Now, activism was rife throughout 2023 with respect to Disney, with respect to uh, um, News Corp and the like, and there are a couple of reasons why activists uh, are involved and active and they headlining at the moment. And that is usually if the management team are not doing what they're supposed to be doing and Disney in particular has been criticized for that, then certain people, certain shareholders and certain uh, companies that have a share in the company, start to sort of, you know, flex their muscles. And in particular, Nelson Peltz did that in 2023 uh, under the banner of Trian. And now there's so much more activity, and this is going to continue because uh, Trian have decided to put in the ex-CFO of Disney to do some battle with uh, Bob Iger. So we're going to see a lot of more activism in 2024, in my view. Um, uh, There are other reasons why activists are, are... really sort of upset and that is if they believed that the oh valuation dear. of the company ah if they believe the valuation you're being be, buoyed not, i've been buoyed i'm sorry <laughs> that, i should have been given an extra minute that's unfair i had two topics
0: <laughs> oh no 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 can i'm sorry oh, <laughs> if the, you, you don't have just the two minutes no, uh, no, on radio no, for no, this no. is the two minute prediction <laughs> it's a real shame actually you were really getting ahead of steam you're both wasting a bit of time uh, in your two minutes by saying oh my golly gosh i've only got two minutes so that's three seconds (laughs) gone already so (laughs) just a little little observation there from someone who uh, is far too stupid to be able to do this game uh that was really good maureen and there's loads of things there on record that you've predicted that we can revisit which is always good uh but well done i think we should stick our necks out Particularly your two next and not mine. Uh, that was marvellous. Uh, that was a great two minutes. Uh, yes, the subject remains MA and activism. Uh, this time, Claire, you have your two minutes and they start now.
2: I feel like I should give one minute back to Maureen because she knows so much better about this, so much more about this topic than I do. But I will try. I obviously think we're going to see a lot of M&A in 2024. I actually am really interested in a sort of second tier M&A activity. Something like Paramount and Viacom, which was mooted at the end of last year, that's going to take eight, nine months to complete. If it does, it's going to have to go through all the regulators, it's going to be a pain. But I think in the sort of smaller studios, who are all struggling for lots of different reasons, partly including the strike, uh, we are going to see a lot of movement there, some restructuring, some spin offs, some consolidation and i and, and the that level of content providers is going to change, same with music with the lower level um music streamers, which I think we, we will have to consolidate probably the same on the on the advertising side, so yes, there will be the big headline grabbing m and a talks, but I actually think if we look at the industry at the end of 2024, we may find that that second tier has changed shape quite dramatically. And that's my prediction. In terms of activism, Maureen's talked about Disney. I'm saying News Corp in the headlines of activism next year. I think they are vulnerable. I think uh, Rupert Murdoch stepping down is gives people an opportunity to come in. i will be very interesting to look at what happens at the different Board meetings uh, and uh, general assemblies at News and what the sort what the some of the activist shareholders decide to do there. So we, I will be watching that very, very carefully.
0: Perfect. Uh, Ten seconds. Yeah, I mean that's well within the yeah. uh, well yeah. within the uh, um, SLA, as we would say. Really, really good. Uh, I would say a minute and a half is okay. Uh, 10 seconds, though, within 10 seconds is perfection. I, I really should um, give, give scores for that. But scores for content 10 out of 10 all the way. Uh, and again, some solid predictions, which we can look back on. Uh, we are halfway there. Golly, we're halfway there already. We're doing quite well. Um, not too much over time. I suppose that's what you get when you um, have a stopwatch. I think that's what they're there for. Anyhow, <laughs> let's move on to part but two. It's not Here's one that stopwatch. I am really. Okay, possibly not the way to live your life. No. Okay, I understand. All right. Um, Next up is right. I'm going to be listening intently because this is kind of my world as well. Uh, Maureen is uh, the person to start. Maureen, the subject's AI state of the nation what's happening in 2024 you only have two minutes so please don't say i only have two minutes <laughs> i don't want you to waste any of your time uh, because i want to uh, absorb every second of your wisdom so Maury, the subject is ai you have two minutes starting from now
1: i'm going to start at groundbreaking agreements that happened between axel springer and open AI, which I think is going to set the ground for uh, ground rules for for many publishing companies or many media companies seriously considering, you know, uh, uh, making money out of AI. Uh, so I thought that was a really interesting one that took place. Um, but on the flip side, we're seeing, with respect to AI, some uh, serious, uh, let's say, uh, investigations uh, underpinning. Uh, the use of uh, generative AI in particular. So we had the the New York Times come out and is suing Microsoft OpenAI for copyright infringement. So we've got two things going on uh, 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 in terms of innovation, and then we've got guardrails. So I think 2024 is going to be a year where I think a lot of media companies are going to experiment. I've seen some fantastic. Uh, uh, what we call large language models being deployed, being an open source rather than a, you know, rather than the Google's and the Meta's and uh, Microsoft. You've seen some really small innovative companies coming to the fore, being invested in and being given ability to scale up. Uh, Mid-Journey Stability AI are my two favourites. I think they're going to be the best in 2024. They are doing some fantastic stuff with respect to video. Text to video, video to video. I've seen some super, 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 almost real-life uh, experiences uh, through uh, images. So I think a lot of a lot of media companies are going to focus on this. TV companies and film companies, and I and I think this is going to be job-enhancing. I think we're going to need curators, uh, and the creative personnel are still going to have a role and a and, and a job. So I don't fear job displacement. Um, and although the writer strike and others were concerned about this, I think the media industry should sit back and say, actually, no, this is going to be additive. So my predictions are small, interesting companies. They're going to be a lot of revenue. Um, associated with, let you finish. With AI. I've been bombed again. I not believe it.
0: <laughs> not bad at all. That was uh, fantastic. So I just turn off my Boinger. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, I, it's always like the Industrial Revolution when the loom came in and people were worried about, uh, well, if the looms come in, uh, I'm not, no one's going to have any work. And, of course, the work goes to other other places. Um, and creatives, there will always be a place for them because we're, uh, although we do a lot of work, AI in, in, in media, like we said, Maureen, I think the more I look at it, the less I think that humans will be finally replaced. Um, That's uh, fantastic. Great summary. And um, yeah, nearly did the two minutes slightly over. Uh, Claire, it's your go. Um, All ears for this one as well. So the subject remains AI. You have two minutes starting now.
2: AI in 2024. Here's what I hope will happen. I hope that there will be at least one, if not more, groundbreaking use of AI in media that we haven't thought of yet. I think that was my slight disappointment in 2023. I don't think there was anything that came out that, at the end of 2022. AI generative AI came of age, as it were, and became a mass mass a market uh, um, activity. And then 2023 was spent flapping around trying to figure out what to do lots of really interesting case studies, lots of really interesting things, nothing yet I think that would entirely transform the media industry forever. I am slightly more negative than Maureen on this and I can see on her face that she's disagreeing strongly, but that's that's it. Um, so I'm hoping that AI will actually come up with something completely different, which will be interesting and additive and creative and will make things that we haven't really thought of yet. That being said, Uh, Looking back at 2023, there was a really interesting article in The Economist, uh, the Christmas edition of The Economist that said that something did happen in 2023 and some people did lose their job because of AI, although I shouldn't say people because really it was the animals, because all of the animal actors in Hollywood have now lost their jobs because everything now is AI generated when it comes to animals. For many years, CGI generated animals on screen, I'm quoting from The Economist here, the hair looked wrong. And so you couldn't really use it, so they they had all these lions and dogs and cats and various things. And now, especially for exotic animals, really everything is computer-generated and AI-generated, and therefore the poor lions are out of work and can retire into a zoo. Apparently, cats and dogs are much harder because we know what they look like and we know when they look fake. And so, so far, cats and dogs in Hollywood haven't been Bye, out of by AI. You <laughs> that a was a really nice story. I really like the story about the lions. I don't think it counts as a prediction. <laughs> <is a critic. laughs> I love that story. Oh, five, I, want, I want that five. as a story. I want
1: Claire to be able to tell that story. I thought it was a
0: really God, nice I've got story. A, I've got this... Uh, this. this,
1: this... Claire, Please, Oliver. Please let Claire finish her story because I think she deserves thirty more seconds. Okay, no, I agree. The, the cats, the cats and the dogs.
2: The the cats and the dogs are not being replaced by AI because AI cannot yet make cats and dogs that genuinely look like the cats and the dogs we know. It can do um, lions and bears because we don't actually know what they look like. Really, we haven't spent that much time with them. Uh, but once they can do cats and dogs, then maybe they can do actors. Who knows?
0: That's the next step. Maybe that's the next step because we're even more familiar with humans. I've got this uh, image of a bear and a lion just sitting in a pub getting drunk and just being so bitter about the computers taking over their their, their (laughs) lives and the the great movies that they've starred in.
2: Cocaine bear, which came out this year, is entirely – the bear doesn't exist. It's not a real bear. It's AI-generated. Poor bears. There was a Kodiak bear Wasn't that the same with Life Hollywood of pie as well? Play grizzly. No, well, maybe, but that looked fake. Whereas the bear in Cocaine Bear, I haven't seen the movie, mm.
0: but I think mm. it looks quite yeah. real. Well, maybe these days, if you're a grizzly bear and the part requires a brown bear, you're not, you're not allowed to play it. You know, you've got to get a genuine brown bear to play it because grizzlies. Um, anyway, never mind. Uh, perfect. Well, that was fascinating. That was lovely. AI, it's here to stay. So let's move on. So uh, here's one for Claire to start with, please. Um, and we're going to talk about um, advertising, um, digital advertising. I guess predominantly, quite a broad subject. Claire, you're looking confused, and now you are praying. No, 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 I'm but, not confused. Uh, I'm just slightly can do panicked this. because
2: uh, uh, I, <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs>
0: yes i can it okay fine we, we don't we don't want to, to let our listeners know about the uh, the finer points of how we bring this magic together <laughs> we i think we've just let our kimono drop slightly uh, kimono open i suppose a kimono opens the curtain drops uh but uh no are you are you fully prepared well the time waits for no man so uh we're gonna have to go with this so advertising two minutes maximum uh claire what's happening state of the nation what have we got in store for 2024 starting now
2: Uh, State of the Nation, 2023 was the year of retail media. Everybody wanted to talk about retail media. We talked about retail media. Retail media was going to grow and take over the world. Amazon was leading the the retail media revolution and basically owning everything. Uh, And also Amazon, Google and Meta were owning digital advertising and increasingly so. I think all of these themes will stay true in 2024. I think we will start seeing a bit of a plateauing of retail media because I do think there is a limit to how quickly it can grow. So I don't, you know, it's not going to continue on its current trajectory, but it will remain a big thing. Amazon, uh, Google, and Mesa will continue to dominate in a way that makes regulators very uncomfortable, but they won't succeed in stopping that in any significant way. will 2024 be the year where the cookies finally disappear it was meant to be 2022 uh and then it wasn't and then it was meant to be 2023 and then it wasn't and now it's supposed to be 2024 and so it might happen when that did but when that was originally set up everybody thought first first party data was going to dominate the world i my prediction is that publishers will not succeed in, in um, building on their first-party data to secure a sustainable advantage in that world and that the big tech companies will continue to dominate. I think uh, ad insertion technology and, and programmatic advertising will get bigger and better, spurred on by the growth of in-video ads on the streaming platforms. And uh, what else do I think about advertising? I think the market will pick up, but perhaps less so in the UK, than in the rest of the world. And I think it will be uh, both, both the UK and the US market will be driven by election year and Europe in the world in general will be driven by sports events as well. So it should be a relatively good year for advertising really, overall. Look at that. That was timely.
0: Magnificent. Oh, wow, 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 wow. You even you even sort of talked in, t- in time with the bongs at the end. That was only two seconds over. That was marvellous. You are so much getting better at this, both of you. It's incredible, really. Uh, you seem to be... Your brains seem to be now locked into a two-minute cycle, which probably is quite dangerous for your real life. <laughs> but uh, sure. anyway, Maureen, um, two yeah <laughs> your real lives this, this is not real <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is show business darling show business there's nothing this is real it's uh it's an illusion uh maureen it's uh your turn advertising uh, starting now for two minutes
1: Yes, and I, I agree with everything that Claire said. So um, I, can <laughs> I can go straight into predictions. into predictions. No, no, I, I actually agree with her. I think uh, <laughs> I can save a minute, although I'm losing seconds as we speak. Uh, um, uh, but 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 I agree. I think digital digital advertising though is clearly a line share now of overall advertising. Uh, so, but I'm gonna I'm gonna focus on one thing, and I think I think Personalization, personalisation, uh, context, and engagement is going to be something that. Uh, is uh, synonymous with 2024. And the reason I say that is both legacy traditional media companies like ITV, ITV launched AdLabs, Uh, which is all about context uh, and context clustering and labelling. I think specifically that's going to uh, extend um, and continue to actually do quite well uh, in 2024. I've also seen publishers really sort of leveraging some really interesting content labelling again for personalization and personalised content experiences, in particular reach. And News UK, um, but but also I think YouTube is doing some really fascinating stuff again from a technology underpinned by technology. Um, they've recently announced something called Spotlight Moments, uh, which effectively again is about AI AI power tools like that, that serve you ads during culturally eventful and interesting uh, moments. So so I think that their uh, speech to sort of text technology. Their um general technology is going to really really hone in the this, this idea that we've always been talking about personalization and contextual advertising. So for me, um I think twenty twenty four is gonna be engaging and about engagement. And I'm gonna stop there because I don't wanna get a bonged.
0: <laughs> uh, you are not gonna be bonged. You've escaped a good old Fashion bonging by about six seconds, Maureen. Absolutely uh, magnificent in content and uh, in timing. That personalised context-sensitive stuff that does sound absolutely. Uh, I have-
2: to say something about this. The entire Devonia family has been, not me but everybody else has been uh, going through a bug, not COVID another bug, everybody's coughing their lungs out and yesterday my son was coughing his lungs out in front of the television as we were watching a streaming service which was serving us ads and they served us a cough syrup ad and I couldn't help but wonder did <laughs> they hear him? <laughs> and is that why? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Was else. Alexa
0: <laughs> close by?
2: but uh, that was pretty that was very well programmed
0: yeah the project we were we were working on was um, serving up uh, gambling ads based on the premiership football match uh, you were you're watching. By the way, I saw your cousin, Mr Tavernier, play uh, live he's not, uh, for Bournemouth. I wish he um, were my as, cousin. Uh, Spur- he's
2: very talented, but he's not my cousin. I need. I feel the need to say this because we are live. Or since you know, he's live. a very
0: good footballer, uh, yeah. despite coming across the mighty Spurs. But. Uh, uh, yeah, he was, yeah, he was, he was very good, but unfortunately got beaten by uh, the Mighty Spurs. So, um, but uh, he was very impressive. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Yes, very much. Yes. Context-based. Yeah, the, 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 the uh, uh, like, like I say, we've got, uh, expertise in that this does sound like a long elongated infomercial advert for ADL today Uh, let us move on (laughs) (laughs) yes we should we should remember what our charter says Maureen Uh, let's move on to content big subject small word but who better to start than Claire content you have two minutes starting now
2: Content trends for uh, in 2023, we saw the return to some extent of big reality shows. Old ones, Survivor, came back to the BBC. We had Big Brother come back in number in a number of countries, which was slightly odd, and smacked a little bit of desperation. And obviously, with the strike, we saw a significant decrease in content investment by all the streamers and by uh, most of the broadcasters. Content in 2024, I think we will continue to see some decrease, not quite a dramatic fall off, but, but all streamers will have to review their content budgets downwards. I think we will see a, a fewer very large budgets of Game of Thrones type uh, plays because people don't have that kind of money anymore. I think streamers and broadcasters are realizing that the mini series of eight to ten episodes, as uh, as tempting as it is and as prestigious as it is, is not very good at locking uh, viewers in for the long term. And so, I think there'll be a move away from that and a move back to things that are repeatable and can last for many, many seasons. And basically, the good old times of you know recurring series uh and i think sports we've talked about sports i think sports content of all kinds whether it's live sports whether it's sports documentaries whether it's uh all you know all different versions of sports will will dominate the content landscape in 2024 i think those are my key predictions
0: nice there's very dense amount of predictions there and uh uh i i I did a lot it's, it's true isn't it you get really into something and it's only six eight or ten episodes and it's gone and so a lot of money where's the retention i get the logic in that that's brilliant thank you so much maureen i hope you're ready because the subject is content uh the expert is maureen state of the nation and futures for 2024 on content maureen starting now
1: yep claire's absolutely right so i can i can underpin her words with some stats there so I think content spend slowed down. I mean, we saw sort of 20 plus uh, percent year on year. In 2022, 2023, we started to see it slow down and decelerate to uh, under 10%. So so Claire's absolutely right in terms of big budgets uh, and big budgets allocation of of their spend towards, say, high-end drama and the like, clearly slowed down. And a lot of the spend was reallocated towards unscripted, uh, we saw a lot of uh, um, reality shows or slash uh, cheaper, let's call it cheaper shows. Um, we saw a lot of shows that were more sci-fi or comedy related. Um, and I think the expectation is that they will continue. You're absolutely right. Continue to 2024. I think we'll start to see uh, an uptick end of 2024 into 2025 um, as everyone has renegotiated all the sort of uh, the the film and TV. Contracts. Um, I think we'll start to pick up uh, on volume, um, but again, I think spend will be uh, slightly slightly higher than 2023, uh, but again, not uh, at the pre-sort of 2022 levels, um, or indeed pre-COVID levels of spend in terms of acceleration of spend. So my, my prediction is actually, sorry, it mirrors uh, uh, Claire's. I think um, I think we're going to continue to see unscripted uh, program making. I think we're going to see Uh, A little bit of an uptick in some spend in some direction, like maybe Apple TV driving the high-end drama or certainly uh, um, high-cost-focused programming. Um, But otherwise, uh, yeah, much of the same, I think, much of the same, except the um, reallocation of the uh, spend under the terms of the new contracts uh, that were written post, post the strike of last year. And I'll stop there before I get bombed.
0: Whoa! Wow. You just yeah, got no. on your last word. I think that's uh, timing-wise and content-wise one of the most astonishing performances uh, that I believe possibly uh any podcast has ever seen in the history of mankind and uh, great predictions very clean crisp and uh, all of them uh, all of them making making sense uh so we are actually we're on to the last one can you believe it we've got there um so uh, and we've got about six minutes left of our normal allocation. so uh, we're doing excellently uh but Please don't use a stopwatch to rule your life. I think that's probably the rule here. Uh, It's probably the thing that we've picked up. Uh, So the next one, very exciting, this next one. I can't wait to hear because uh, you have been talking about this um, off and on before. Uh, So uh, let's hear those consolidation of predictions for uh, BAFTA and Oscar. Uh, nominations and wins. And we are going to start with uh, Maureen. You have two minutes on uh, the state of the nation and what's going to happen in 2024. I guess the focus is going to be on the latter. I hope so, because it's going to be easy to say what happened in 2023 on the BAFTA and the Oscar nominations and winners. You have two minutes, Maureen, starting now.
1: Oh, so my Oscar uh, prediction uh, is uh, definitely uh, the anatomy of the four. I love the film, and I uh, do truly believe I was hooked from start to finish. Um, I want to go back to cinema to see it again. I think Claire, thank you very much for the recommendation. Uh, a beautiful film. Um, uh, can I also say a film that I truly, truly hope doesn't get through? And if uh, I'm allowed to say that, there are there are there are possibly there's possibly one film and maybe a second film, uh, Ferrari and Saltburn. Um, salt burn only because I haven't actually seen it, but everyone's talking about it, and I just just dislike the fact that it's been talked about in that way. Uh, very mixed views of it um, just just not hitting the mark um, i I guess I shouldn't really comment on it, but I will just through sheer peer pressure <laughs> so uh, that that's one that I truly truly hope gets a, a bong um and as i say ferrari as well a damn disappointing 2 hours of my life that i can't claim back so my uh, anatomy of the fall is one that i'll be praying for although i'm not religious but i will be hoping for um uh, to to take away the uh, the lovely the lovely oscar that's my prediction
0: thank uh, you very much right no no worries you've got plenty of time left uh, it was more, more a sort of um uh, instead of uh, predictions, it was what films do you hate and what films haven't you seen? <laughs> but uh, that's, uh, it's interesting nonetheless. Um, I've seen Saltburn, it's very interesting. If you've got to see Saltburn, do not watch with your children. Repeat do not watch with your children. I will say no more. But uh, yeah. Do not watch with your children. Uh, moving on. So, uh, Claire, let's go to you. The subject is BAFTA Oscar predictions and films that have made you very angry, whether you've watched them or not. And you have two minutes starting on that. Uh, starting now.
2: It's been a really good year for films. Lots and lots of really good films. And if never fall, will definitely not win the Oscar because it wasn't... Uh... Uh, put forward by France as as their submission for it but it may win a BAFTA I hope it does I thought it was wonderful my favourite French movie of the year is actually another one called The Night of the Twelfth which I also thought was brilliant Uh, but it's been a really really rich year my all-time favourite movie of the year is All of Us Strangers I don't think it's going to win the main gong, but I hope it gets I hope Andrew Scott gets a BAFTA as, as best actor i suspect i if i had to predict I, I think oppenheimer will go away with a lot of oscars and baftas deservedly so i hope barbie gets a few i think maestro and napoleon uh, and perhaps ferrari will get a bunch of craft awards i don't know if they're going to get anything major if i'm honest um in past lives i hope it's probably a bit of a stretch but might get an an acting gong which would be very deserved because it's a very very lovely film Mm -hmm. uh so yeah those are my those are my predictions i would say Oppenheimer will lead the race uh Maestro will probably be there somewhere and i i really hope that past lives all of Us strangers and Mm Anatomy of a Fall get a few well-deserved recognitions during the race
0: Thank you, Claire. Yeah, Maestro. I like I like Bradley and Carey, but it did seem like it was um, actors showing off a little bit uh, in that. Um, and once you start to think, oh, that's an actor showing off and doing really rather well, you sort of get lost in the in the movie. So, uh, yes. Uh, did I mention, by the way, that you shouldn't watch Saltburn with your children? I just uh, I just want to make that perfectly clear. <laughs> uh, yeah.
2: Actually, I tell you what, Oliver. My my kids have said. And my kids have looked at me straight in the eyes and said, Mom, we have strongly been told by all our friends not to work Sorbonne with you. So I think it goes both ways. <laughs> 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 okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh golly exactly uh that's well that people are going to rush now to fast forward to uh, no they're not it's uh interesting let's say they're interesting scenes uh to watch um, across generation let's just uh let's just put it like that magnificent work uh claire and maureen that was great
1: there was one film which i haven't seen yet so um i don't know if you've been able to see it um but the zone of interest sounds so fascinating and uh I mean the dark topic
2: but nonetheless so the only the, the two movies that i i yeah. think we should have mentioned is yes the zone of interest definitely i haven't seen it but by all accounts is brilliant the other movie that i think will get a lot of american prizes perhaps less so in the uk but is is good uh is american fiction and that you should see it if you can it's a very it's a very interesting very smart movie uh not my favorite of the year but well worth watching and a great and do you think killers of
1: the uh like... flower moon will oh, yeah, pick up some things just that. because it's uh just because it's uh, uh, scorsese of course yeah i think i think the I think only thing we might get is,
2: is yeah lily gladstone could win
1: it, it could just be just yeah it could just be because scorsese you know might get it just as he's kind of like one of his last films or something i don't
0: know yeah uh, you've been listening to film 24 uh on uh the media beat uh with uh, morning claire musing about the state of films uh, at the moment but uh, all, all of it has been uh, very interesting i've actually written all those films down because i'm going to watch them because they're probably going to be very smart and uh, i probably should watch a few more smart uh, movies than just um, apatow comedies which is what i'm normally attracted to because i'm a bit of a cretinous male oh
2: sorry i forgot something Poor things. We forgot poor things. Poor things. Also excellent. Emma Stone. I hope she gets something because she's brilliant in it. Sorry. I had to say it. We couldn't have oh, gone yes. through the whole thing without saying yes. something about poor things. Sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, not at all. Um, for, you know the rules. Uh, I, I, I am the lowest in the in the, uh, in the the food chain. Um, so interrupt. Guests come first, then you, then me. I'm
1: I, the best director. Sorry, can I just get that out there? I reckon though that Greta, Greta will probably get best director. I, I,
0: she should anyway, so?
1: probably. Yeah. Nolan. That's a go week for Barbie. Yeah. I would like her
2: to. I'm not sure she will. Yeah. Call oh, me. no, no, anyway. like as well.
0: well, I think we've got about 12 films there that we predicted could win it. So um, <laughs> I've got uh, very good odds on the fact <laughs> that we've got that predicted year. right. So, I congrats. Well year. done.
2: <laughs> it's a really good year for films. It is a very good, a good year. year. It's, it's a good year. That's good. It's good for the industry. It's good for us. Yeah. All, and what about the whole run? Holdovers, uh, the holdovers, yes, another one. Yeah, that's also
1: good. I mean, come on. Oh, yeah. the holdovers. We forgot the holdovers. Oh, it's just so many. So it really is a good yeah. year. We've
0: heard of that, but I, I love that actor. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Although, yeah, it's less slightly lower on my yeah. list, but it's it's it was a good movie. The young guy who plays in it is pretty amazing. Really impressed Anyways, sorry, sorry, Oliver. We're making it impossible good. for you to close the show. Okay,
0: well, we've uh, spawned another podcast. I think. No, not at all. I have the power of the edit. It's all in post prod, Claire, as you well know. Uh, No, I think lots of of those musings were highly, uh, highly um, broadcastable. Um, Thank you very much. No, I was just going to say what my favourite prediction of yours was, Claire, which was when we were discussing AI, you predicted it twice and you said, I predict that they will create something that no one's thought of, which I think is a brilliant prediction uh, because you can you can almost not go wrong with that one. Um and my favorite state of the nation was Maureen which is basically I think I agree with Claire. <laughs> uh anyway, some great predictions there which we'll probably synthesize um and then re- refer back to at some point. Uh but we have to go. We slightly overrun talking about films, but um Um, hopefully uh, people will be interested. I've written them all down and I'm going to uh, watch as many of them as I can, like I said. Uh, It only remains for me to say welcome to 2024. We now know what's coming and thanks very much for your musings. Firstly, Claire, and congratulations on your Ruby episode, Maureen, of course. Thank
1: you very much, Oliver. And thank you, Claire. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure.
0: yeah it was a good one Uh, it was hard work though running the stopwatch but uh, no one really appreciates the uh, backroom staff Uh, I hope you had fun thank you for listening if you've made it this far we'll see you next time but for this time bye bye